This is Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. I'm David Hooper. Bigpodcast.com is the site. And this is the podcast that is about growing your audience, spreading a message, making a bigger impact with your podcast. I don't talk about tech unless it is in service of those things. This is a split level episode. There are two different ways you can take this episode. Maybe you will take it, both of them. You'll see what I mean in just a second. You probably have been in a situation where you hear other people talking or maybe a group of people and you think, I would love to get in on that conversation. You're at a restaurant, you hear somebody beside you, man, it sounds like they're having a lot of fun. I'd love to get in on that. That's basically social media in a nutshell. You see a thread with various comments, you jump in. And three seconds after you post your comment, a fight breaks out. <laughs> I'm kidding. That does happen sometimes, but only sometimes. I bring it up because this can stop people from joining in a conversation. You're afraid of what's going to happen when you join in. And that's exactly what you want people to do when you put something out on your podcast. You want them to join in. You don't want them to be afraid. You know Dave Jackson. He's got a podcast called School of Podcasting. And if you don't know him, look him up, School of Podcasting. It's easy to remember. It's one of the few podcasts on podcastings that I check out every single episode. It is very good. He's been doing it for a long time. He knows a lot about podcasting. He's well-connected. He's got very interesting guests for his podcast. Recently, I was listening to an episode and he had a guest named Doc G. Doc G's podcast is called Earn and Invest. It's a popular podcast in the financial space. And remember, Dave's podcast is about podcasting. So the topic of guest selection came up. This is something that all podcasters, if you have a successful podcast, you're gonna have people reach out to you. So they're talking about the topic of guest selection. I'm gonna have more on that in a minute. Remember I said this is a split level episode. We've got the topic of guest selection that I'm talking about, but I wanna break the fourth wall here and explain what I am doing. You've heard me talk about my new book, 101 Podcast Episode Templates. I've got a link in the episode notes so you can search Amazon for more info on that book. Anyway, the book is exactly what the title says. It's Ideas and Frameworks for Podcast Episodes and Segments. That's what I'm doing here on this episode. This is something that I call the sidecar. I'm taking content that Dave Jackson has already released and I'm attaching something to it, joining that conversation. The reason I call it the sidecar is because the main power comes from him. He did the work to get the interview, made the connection, he scheduled it, recorded it, published it. Then I come in and I attach something to it, much like a sidecar. Hopefully, this is something that adds to the conversation. Do you need permission to do this? Maybe. Most people are cool with it. It's a good idea to check. I checked in with Dave. Not really. I said, Dave, I'm going to use this clip. <laughs> I didn't ask, but keep in mind, I've known Dave for 20 years. We knew each other before we got into podcasting. That's how long we've known each other. So I knew he was going to be cool with it. You can jump in on this depending on your level of comfort. You may want to get permission. Hell, you might want to get a notarized document, have written permission that you're going to do this. However, let me tell you this. I don't think I've ever been turned down when I want to do something like this. If you're worried about being turned down, but you're not afraid of jumping in, you may want to take the it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission option. And speaking of walls to break, boom, let me break the fifth wall. Is there such a thing? I want to talk about how people get great interviews on their podcast. 
One of the ways to do that, Riverside is the leading platform to record studio quality remote podcast and also video recordings from anywhere. It's used by over 70,000 people, people like Guy Raz, Gary V, companies like Spotify, the New York Times, 70,000, and it could be 70,001. If you want to jump in, there's a free trial available to you. You can check it out, riverside.fm, should you decide to get the paid option. And if you're going to do something like Dave is doing, every week you're setting up interviews, even every other week, you may want to think about that. Here's a coupon for you. It's going to save you 15% big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It's one word, riverside.fm. Take the free trial, and if it's something that you like, Big Podcast will get you 15% off. It's got great quality. One of the things that I love about it, it's what we call a double ender. It's recording the guest on the guest side of the interview on that computer. It's recording you on your computer. Then it stitches the whole thing together. You've got two separate tracks that you can edit easily. It's really easy to do, as easy as sending a link. So easy, your grandmother can do it. It's riverside.fm, the code to save that 15%. Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, one word. Back to school of podcasting. I'm listening to it like I do every week. I hear Dave interview Doc G, and I hear a response to a very common issue. Here's the issue. Guest pitches, like I talked about. You're getting pitched if you've got a good podcast or even a consistent podcast. Here's a clip from Dave G talking about the pitches that he gets. See if you can relate to this. If you do podcasting long enough, and certainly if you have a little bit of a fan base, eventually you're going to get tons and tons of pitches. Just start getting the emails one after the other. Often I'll get audience members, too, who say, I'd really like to come on the show because of this. Then Dave comes in and he gets to the problem with this question. How do you politely tell them, no, thank you? Doc G's got an answer to that question. Here's his solution. Usually my answer to them is your story is interesting and boy, you've done some really cool things. My issue is that the pressure really in creating a podcast is that at some point you need to start focusing on what's really unique about someone's story. In the personal finance space, we get tons of people say, I paid off $40,000 of debt and then I started a side hustle and now I have six figures in the bank. When you first start, that's really interesting When you've been doing this for a few hundred episodes, it's interesting, but it's not unique. As I heard that, I thought, I've got to do a sidecar episode on that. It was one of those things I thought, man, that is a really good way to do it. And as I'm thinking that, the tape's playing, Dave jumped in. Here's what he said. Do yourself a favor, hit the back button one time because that was gold. So me and Dave, we're on the same page. Then the story continues. Again, Doc G, he's got some great info when it comes to turning down guests and building trust with both your audience and guests. When someone takes the step of being vulnerable and writing you their story, a lot of these are validly cool stories, but not necessarily fit to the format and what I'm playing. There is, and I tell people this all the time, there's really a pressure to not talk about the same thing all the time. I think as a podcaster, I really try to create a varied experience. Maybe not every episode, but certainly from time to time so that it feels like they're getting something new or different. So it's not always the easiest conversation, but you know, you rarely get ahead by lying to people (laughs) or you rarely, (laughs) you rarely keep your audience members or keep the respect of your community 
by putting them off or lying to them or having them on the show when you don't feel like it's going to create a good episode. Because you and I both know this. My best episodes usually are when I'm super excited about the person I'm having on. And if you're not feeling that as the interviewer, it shows. Good advice from Doc G as far as picking guests and also episode topics, turning people down, building connection. That's from School of Podcasting. You can look it up wherever you get your podcast, School of Podcasting, or go to schoolofpodcasting.com. That's part one of the sidecar episode. You play something that you've picked up elsewhere. Part two, that's where you jump in with your commentary. As far as what Doc G is saying, I'm going to break that down into three parts. The first thing that he said, he talks about keeping episodes fresh. I agree with that. That's why I've got a book, 101 Podcast Episode Templates. Don't do the same episode over and over and over again. Same topic, same format. You've got to break it up to keep your audience interested, but you're going to want to break it up to keep yourself interested. With podcasting, because we have it on demand, people can get it whenever they want it, and they can get whichever one of the episodes that you've got whenever they want it. You do not need to record an episode that has already been recorded. They can go back to the archives, and get those episodes as easily as they could get any kind of new episode that you've got. Speaking of that, I'm not going to talk any more about keeping episodes fresh on this episode because I've been talking about that. That's the whole point of the book, 101 Podcast Episode Templates. If you want to hear me talk more about that, go back in the archives. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. We'll make sure you're subscribed. You can go do that easily. Also, obviously, the book is available. 101 Podcast Episode Templates. Let's move on to the second thing that Doc G was talking about, and that is guest selection and getting great stories. Now, he's not talking about how to get those great stories out. He's talking about somebody who's got a great story. And that's one of the things that you're going to need to start with when you select a guest to have on your podcast. I probably get 20 or 30 pitches per week. Many of them are from publicists. The others directly from the guests themselves. Most of these pitches come to me via email. Sometimes they come in through LinkedIn or some other social media site. Even though I've got a section on my site that explains that I need potential guests to fill out a form, I can understand that somebody might miss this. Somebody might hear my podcast and they're going to come directly to me. They're not going to think about going to the website, checking for any kind of submission details. I've certainly made that mistake because not only have I booked myself on podcast, I've booked other people as well. Let me give you a couple of examples of the emails that I get, because what's in these emails, that affects how I respond to people. I mentioned having 20 or 30 of these a week. Some of them are repeat customers. This person, she tried me four times. She's a booking agent. She lists the guest name and she says potential guest for build a big podcast. So this podcast here. Hi, David. I'm reaching out to you after having the opportunity to check out build a big podcast. After listening, I wanted to connect with you about a marketing strategy expert who knows all the ins and outs of brand sustainability, data product development, and more. Does that sound like somebody who's a good match for this podcast? Brand sustainability, what does that mean? You're going to have a brand 10 years from now and people are going to still be interested? Is that it? Or maybe she's recycling? (laughs) I don't really know what she means by that. So to me, it's a buzzword. I'm going to, you know. It doesn't really mean anything to me. As a podcaster who talks about podcasting, I want to know that you're in with podcasters. I want to have that same conversation with you that I would have with any podcaster 
when we sat down. We're going to talk about certain things and we know what each other means. If I talk about condenser versus dynamic mic, you're going to know what that is. Compression, you're going to know what that is. If I mention the word deesser, you're going to know what a deesser is. Any kind of DAW, you're going to have heard of it. That's how I know you're on the in crowd. And that's how I like to be pitched. I want to know that a guest understands my audience. So when she talks about brand sustainability, data product development, I don't know. Data product, what does, tell me what that means. Then she says, meet blankety blank. And I'm going to call her Joan. That's going to be her pseudonym. Meet Joan. Joan is vice president and head of operations for blank leaders in podcast marketing. Okay, so apparently this company is into podcast marketing. That's a good match. She's a marketing and strategy expert in the advertising industry with a strong focus on client services. I don't know what that means. Business intelligence and analytics. Okay, pretty general. And data product development. There those words are again. Joan specializes in data-driven insights and advanced analytics to enhance support for staff and clients and has experience in development of tools, data visualizations, technologies, and technical solutions for business intelligence and data governance processes. If you tuned into this podcast and I said, today the topic is technical solutions for business intelligence and data governance processes. What does that even mean? That might be something good for a podcast that's talking about the podcast industry and these guys that are really excited about analytics and advertising and futurism and where's the podcast industry going. That's not what I do. What I do is I help you connect with people better because when you connect with people, because your audience is made out of people, you grow your audience. And when you connect with people, you're better to sell those people. And when you connect with people, you're better to get advertisers that know that you connect with people and can actually sell something to those people. So this means nothing to me. Joan and Blank, the company name, are the forefront of brand suitability. I don't know what that means. Is it different from brand sustainability? Through their long list of tech-enabled solutions approaching brand suitability from a 360 perspective. Okay, all right. What do you need me for? If you got the whole 360, why am I here? That was on April 19th. So three days later, she writes me this. Hi, David. Just wanted to circle back again on the potential guest spot on Build a Big Podcast. I'm available to answer any questions you might have about Joan. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Well, you heard my thoughts. My thoughts were nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. And in order for me to get a response, I mean, I'm not going to drag you through the pitching process, be like, what the hell are you talking about? You need to come to me when you're pitching and you need to say something in my language. You know, maybe I'm a dumbass. Maybe I'm just like not getting all these buzzwords that all the corporate guys do. I came up in the music industry, the entertainment industry. We do things a little bit differently. We connect with people. And that's why you hear me talking about people. That's the response. A week after that, when she didn't hear from that. Hi, David. Checking in to see if you've had the opportunity to review potential guest spots for Joan, VP and head of operations with blank. That's her company name. I'd love to connect with you as I think she'd be a great ad for your already stellar lineup on Build a Big Podcast. As a reminder, and this is bad. She's reminding me of all the stuff that I didn't want. As a reminder, Joan can chat about brain sustainability, data-driven insights, and advanced analytics to enhance support for staff and clients, Development of tools, 
data visualizations, technologies, and technical solutions for business intelligence and data governance processes. Please let me know if I can provide any additional information or if I can answer any questions about Joan. I look forward to hearing your feedback about this opportunity. Oh, is it an opportunity? <laughs> Sorry. I'm middle-aged snarky guy now. <laughs> I've been podcasting since 2005, by God. You don't even know about podcasting. Uh, all right, so uh, a week later. Hi, David. Checking in with you again to see if you'd like to further explore Joan as a potential guest for Build a Big Podcast. I'd love to connect her with you to talk about brand sustainability, data-driven marketing insights, and more. As you may recall, Joan is the Vice President and Head of Operations with Blank. Let me know your thoughts about Joan. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Let's analyze this a little bit. She's come to me with four emails. And in some ways, it's like a little kid, right? Mommy, mommy, mom, mom, mom. Can we do this? No. 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 Change your pitch up, man. The first thing isn't working. Change it up. So this is a critique on that. This is a critique on the pitch. You've got to go to people in a way that they will understand the same thing that you would do for your listeners. I can't come to you with brand sustainability and data-driven insights if you don't know what that means. Now, if she came to me and she said, David, I've listened to your podcast, which she did say, and you always talk about three things. You talk about connecting with people. You talk about growing your audience. You talk about making more money with your podcast. She could have added those things to the end of that sentence. Joan can talk about brand sustainability and data-driven insights that will allow you to connect with people, get them excited about your podcast, make more money with your podcast. Maybe I would have paid attention. But as I mentioned, it is not my job to drag a publicist through the process of getting something great for my audience. You've got to come with a basic foundation. This lady may know all sorts of things, but it's not her for one. It's the person she's trusted to do the job. The person she's trusted to do the job isn't doing the job. So I'm not going to feel bad about not responding to her. I say that because a lot of people say, well, you know, somebody's interested in my podcast. I can't say no. Yeah, you can say no. And they went to the trouble to email me not one, not two, not three, but four times. You know, maybe I should say yes. No, you got to look out for your people, man. You do. And I think that's where Doc G was right. He understands that even if you've got a great story, if it's the same story you've already told a million times, it loses its edge. We've seen this with pandemic numbers. Remember a couple of years ago, COVID had just started up. I remember right outside of Nashville, we've got a case of COVID in Williamson County. Oh my gosh, a case, a case of COVID. How many people do you know that have COVID right now? A lot. We've got our first death in Tennessee due to COVID. Oh my gosh, somebody died. Now what do we have? A million people dead? You develop a callus. Like, yeah, just a million? <laughs> you got to change it up for yourself and you got to change it up for your audience if you're going to get those guys to pay attention. And again, to split level this thing, that's the content that you have, but it's also how you pitch your podcast. It's also how guests are pitched. She came back with the exact same pitch and more isn't going to get her where she wants to go. She basically sent me the same letter four times. Strangely enough, somebody else from that same company, the same booking agency, pitched me somebody else from the same company that Joan works for. 
not interested in the VP, maybe you want the president. And it was the exact same pitch. Let me give you another example from a booking agency. This is from somebody I was actually interested in. There's a little bit of a twist to it, which is why I mentioned it here. I'm going to change this name of the guest to Jane, by the way. So when you hear me mention Jane, that's not her real name, but that's the person that was being pitched. Hi, David. I hope your day is going well. I'm reaching out with an opportunity for you to talk with podcasting expert Jane. Jane is the founder of Blank, a weekly podcast newsletter and podcast, as well as a job that Jane works. Jane's company is celebrating its upcoming five-year anniversary, and Jane has never skipped releasing her weekly podcast. Okay, that's a lot of people. Jane is a podcast marketing expert. She already said that. She's spoken on panels and conferences such as, and then all the same panels and conferences that everybody else has spoken at. Not a real big deal. She's a graduate of Blank and founder of Blank. And I want you to make note of those because those are actually the two things that I was interested in. On top of all this, and then it talks about she's a fan of podcasts. All right, great. So is everybody. That's why we're working in this industry. Well, maybe not everybody, but most of the people that have been in this industry, Dave Jackson, for example, that I'm doing the sidecar off of, 2005 is when he did his first podcast. And I can call up Dave Jackson and I'm talking about something off tape. I can just call him up 10 p.m. on a Friday. Man, you want to talk podcasting? He'd be like, hell yeah. (laughs) Most people in this business are pretty excited about podcasting at least the independent creators. Some guys, it's a job, but the independent guys, this is an independent person, you know, not that big a deal. Although I'm happy to see both independent people in podcasting and also people who are excited about it. If you'd be interested in speaking to Jane to learn more about her various activities in the space, please let me know. I'd be more than happy to set something up. I want to go back to one sentence from this. Said she's a graduate of blank and the founder of blank, which is, I guess, maybe an organization or a movement that she'd set up. And where she graduated from, it was a training that I would 100% be interested in talking about. So I went back to the booking agent. I said, yeah, this is great. But I need more information from her to make this decision. Because I want to know that Jane or Janet or whomever I'm booking is actually interested in being on my podcast, not some throwaway. That happens a lot. You get these agents and they are paid to book somebody anywhere, not your podcast, They don't care if it's my podcast or School of Podcasting or Joe Blow's House of Podcast. They're not interested in my message or Dave's message or Joe Blow's message specifically. They're interested in hearing themselves talk. So I like to talk to a guest specifically before I actually book them. I said, all right, send her to this. Have her fill it out. I will find out more about her. We can do a pre-interview. Then I can make the decision. But I can't go on, hey, she's released a podcast five years straight never missed a week. That's everybody. I talked about Jeff Sanders on here probably a month ago. Dude's been doing that for seven or eight years. That happens all the time. I don't think Dave Jackson has ever missed a week of his podcast. That's one of the reasons these guys that you know about, these well-known podcasters with well-known podcasts, are in the position that they are in. They never miss an episode. That is so common. These booking agents, they don't know. Anyway, to get back on this point, I wanted to give you examples of how I'm being pitched But I do that basically to say, it's fine for you to turn these people down. It is 100% okay to do. Because these people are not coming to you doing the work that you are going to have to do to get a good episode for your audience. These people do not care about your audience. That's what I have found. And I try to be nice. Because as I mentioned, I've booked people myself 
before. I've booked myself before. But I've also said yes to enough of these guests to know that most of the guests don't care. They don't understand it. They might not even understand podcasting. And the publicists definitely don't care. Let me leave you with an example of this. If you're still on the fence, like, eh, I don't want to turn people down or I feel bad about ignoring people. Imagine the neighborhood that you are living. I know my neighborhood is full of nice old houses, mature trees. The people who bought into this neighborhood, for the most part, that is why they have moved here. You might call it a historic neighborhood. It's one of the older neighborhoods in Nashville. But we're going through a process of gentrification, meaning a developer comes in and it's cheaper to tear down the house and build a new one than it is to fix the current one. They have one business model. They may even have one house plan. Sometimes these developers are like, mm, yeah, I think I've seen that house before. <laughs> they buy the plan. They put the same house everywhere. It's like Monopoly. You got the same houses on Boardwalk as you do on Baltic Avenue. Not only will these developers tear down an old house and put up a house, the house is going to be bigger. And because the house is bigger, they're going to cut down those mature trees. That bigger house has a bigger roof. So more water is going to be shed from that roof than the previous roof. That might go into your neighbor's yard, could even flood them. We have floods in Nashville. Got these floodplains. Every time it rains, if you're in a floodplain, a lot of these houses, they're going to have water in the basement. It's a bad situation here. And you've got this house and it's shedding more water and he's cut down the trees so there are no trees to collect that water. The developer sells the house to somebody who doesn't know the history of the neighborhood, doesn't know how this affects anybody else, and the developer is out to go do it to another place. Like I mentioned, it could be Baltic Avenue, Marvin Gardens, Boardwalk, whatever. It's the same house going up, people make their money, and then they leave. That is how a lot of these booking agents are. They do not care about your podcast. They care about getting the guest booked. Who do they work for? Not you. They work for the guest. Now, that's not to say they're not some great booking agents. Being in the entertainment industry, being on broadcast radio, I work with some amazing booking agents, some amazing publicists. That's what we call them in that area, publicists, PR people. And they will work with you and they want those long-term relationships with you because they know that if they give you somebody bad, and I've had this happen and I don't work with those guys again. Ugh. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know that deal. So that's not to say they're not some good people that will work with you, but the podcast booking space, there's so much churn and burn in it. It is a very difficult job to get somebody booked on a podcast. Like I said, I've done it. I've done it. And I've done it for myself. You know how hard that is if you've ever tried to get a booking on a podcast. It is very difficult. So you have people coming in, they think it's going to be easy. They think, oh, it's cool. I can work from home, set my own hours, time shift everything write the email today in the middle of the night, whatever, goes out tomorrow, goes out Monday. That email sequence, that was on auto-reply. I'm sure that when they don't hear from you, they automatically send a follow-up and then another follow-up and then another follow-up until they wear you down. That's how these guys work. And I'm not saying these guys are bad people. I'm saying that is how the business works. More importantly, what I'm saying for you is to look out for your audience. Think about those episodes you're putting out. Are they interesting? Are the guests interesting? Are the stories interesting? That's what Doc G is talking about. That is the thing that you need to put first when you're dealing with anybody. Don't try to be the nice guy that lets everybody in, gives people a chance. 
Let people prove themselves. Let them fill out that form. Go back to them if there's something that might be good and say, you know, this sounds like it could be good, but I need you to fill out a form. I need to get on the phone with you. If they're not willing to do that, they're not really interested in your podcast, which takes me back to the point that I just made. Most people are not. They're developers that are going to leave your neighborhood and you're left there with whatever they developed. Do not shortchange your audience or your podcast itself just to be nice, just to avoid saying no. Your audience deserves good episodes. Take Dave Jackson's advice. Go back, play that clip. Let's sidecar this. How are you handling people who pitch your podcast? I want to know. Reach out to me. At David Hooper on Twitter is a good way to do it. You want to shoot me an email? Got a form for you, man. (laughs) It's at bigpodcast.com. That makes sure that I get it. If you want more from me, you can subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Dave Jackson, School of Podcasting, you absolutely want to subscribe to that as well. That's at schoolofpodcasting.com. You can search for School of Podcasting wherever you get your podcast. Dave is great at looking at podcasting from a different perspective. He's been around a long time. He was there in the beginning. And as I mentioned, he's still as enthusiastic now as he has ever been. Not only is he doing School of Podcasting every week, he's got about 40 other podcasts he works on. (laughs) Every time I talk to him, he started a new one. I've never seen somebody that I think should be more involved in podcasting. You know, you find those guys think, man, that guy just found the right thing for him. And Dave is one of those guys. So if you're excited about podcasting, you want to learn about podcasting from a guy who's been there, done that, and most importantly, doing that, continuing to have his boots on the ground and be in the trenches with you. Dave Jackson is the man, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks for listening to Build a Big Podcast. I'll see you on the next episode.